Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and I'm so excited to have you join me for today's guest. I can't wait to introduce her. And if you are new to the show, you are in the right place if you want to be educated, empowered. Yes, we are going to entertain you a little bit and hopefully inspire you to live your most fearlessly authentic life because for somebody who was afraid to take risks for most of her life and decided finally one day she had had enough, yes, that was me, um, there is no time in our life to spend it in fear and stopping us from living our best life because it truly is a waste of time and Hopefully today will inspire you even more to get moving and to overcome any obstacles that you have about getting older and lots of other juicy things that we're going to get into. So remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This is a live show right now. So we have over a hundred countries listening to the show, Natalie. So that's very exciting. And one day I will figure out how to go live on Facebook. (laughs) You can teach me after the show. And you could also check us out on YouTube. I am at Jody Harrison Bauer on every single social platform. So you can check out my beautiful guest here today, Natalie Jill, and check out um, what we sound like and what we look like. And it's just fun to sort of just see how we talk and interact sometimes rather than just hearing people talk, but don't do it while you're driving. Um, (sighs) And I think, and I think that's about it. So welcome to the show, Natalie. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm so excited. We um, met on Instagram and Mm -hmm. we figured out that we were like, you're like my younger sister, (laughs) you know, that it's just, we have so much in common, but I want to introduce you to everybody who's listening. Um, So we have Natalie Jill on the show. She is a midlife expert who helps women redefine healthy aging with two best-selling fat loss books that sold out in stores everywhere and numerous TV appearances on shows like The Doctors. She built a seven-figure fat loss business that transformed over 250,000 women's bodies and health. Over 50 years old herself, she is changing conversations around age, potential, and possibility. In addition to her midlife fat loss business, she helps founders, executives, and CEOs skyrocket their sales and find more money through up-leveling their vision, dialing in their messaging, expanding their brand online, and fixing their sales process. She used the exact methods she teaches to grow her globally recognized fat loss and fitness brand with well over 3 million social media followers worldwide two best-selling books, a top-ranked podcast, and recognition from Forbes and Greatest several years running as one of the top health and wellness influencers in the world. Woo. Wow. That's a lot. You've accomplished a lot. (sighs) That's crazy. How does that feel to hear that? Uh, it's, I need you to walk around with me all the time and introduce me like that. And I'll feel really good about myself, I suppose. (laughs) Right. Right. Even with somebody as accomplished as you in such a short period of time, I'm sure there are still times that you're like, 
I'm not doing enough to help other people. Do you ever feel that way? So it's more that I just feel like I'm like everybody else. So when people say, oh my gosh, you've accomplished so much or you've helped change my life or whether it's an individual or I hear about helping the masses, honestly, I just feel like I'm like everybody else. Everything that I've created in life, every time I've stepped into helping people, it's because of a problem that I overcame. It's always that way. So when I think about how I started my fat loss business um, in my late thirties, I'm 51 as we record this, that started from my own issues, my own problems. I had had my own personal setback in 2007. I had lost my house. I'd gained a lot of weight. I was a new single mom. I was going through a divorce. I had like all the stuff happening to me. And I was having this victim conversation in my head. And, and a turning point for me was saying, what can I actually control? What can I actually start focusing on? What can I actually start shifting and changing? And what I found from that was that health and fitness and workouts and nutrition changed my whole life there. It changed my whole life. So that's what I started leading others through. So I've continued to do that. Whatever I'm navigating in life, I, I think of myself as a teacher. I'm a forever student and I'm a teacher. And I think we learn things best when we walk through them and then we teach them back. So everything I've created, every time I've helped somebody, anything new I've done, it's always because of a journey I'm personally walking through and I figured out how to master. And you were brave enough to share it. So a lot of people don't share their journeys that mm -hmm. they might feel judged for. For example, yeah. you know, getting divorced, having a small child. I mean, those are not things that we should be judged on. I'm mm -hmm. also divorced, but for like 21, 22 years, I've lost count already. It's been so long. Yeah. Mine's but been years now. It's been, it, gosh, years. But yeah, it's, I don't have this. It's it's interesting because I've always said, and I say to everybody, any of my coaching clients, I always say, when in doubt, tell the truth. It's like literally when in doubt, tell the truth because the truth, your truth, your authentic truth is what connects you to others. When we try to hide that stuff, it, when it looks fake, people don't feel a connection. There's no integrity with it. So I don't mean share things in a doomsday, like my life is over way, but you share what you're navigating. Like I'm very vocal these days about midlife. I make fun of the eyelids. I make fun of, you know, I, I did a big post yesterday. I was asking, should I get Botox or bangs? Like they both cover your forehead, but bangs are cheaper. <laughs> I was just like, you know, I just, right. sh I share, I ask, I'm talking about what I'm walking through, what I'm navigating. And that is what end up, ends up helping and relating to other people. Cause people feel alone. They do. They feel alone in whatever they're struggling. And if we're not out there sharing what we're struggling with and what we're navigating, then we're leaving people alone. It's interesting that you talk about sharing the struggles because everybody does feel alone at some point, mm -hmm. at some point during their life when they're struggling with something. But so many times we feel that it's just us. So mm -hmm. when I was going through my divorce, there was no social media. It was 2002. Yeah. So I shared it by myself. There, None of my friends were divorced. I had no outlet whatsoever. Um, I had the support of a few friends, but most of my friends thought I was crazy for living, yeah. leaving such a fabulous lifestyle and nobody could understand mm -mm. why I made the decision. And I wish that I had a community back then because mm -hmm. that would have been so helpful. So I appreciate what you're doing, especially that you're bringing menopause. That was mm -hmm. when I opened my business, I was going through menopause. Yeah. I was training clients and saying, hold on a second. And I'd get whoosh, yeah. a big hot flash. Yeah. Now we're talking about it and we're not, and we're normalizing yeah. it. And when was the first time you decided to start sharing so, 
maybe some menopausal symptoms. Yeah. So, well, first and foremost, I think I came out of my mom's womb sharing. Like I, I'm, I'm an overshare. I share everything. There's nothing I don't talk about. There's nothing I don't, I, I love connecting with people and sharing journeys. And I forever, I've been in it. I've had a number of different careers, a number of different jobs and there are different things that I do or sell or write about. Um, but the theme is always I'm something I'm walking through and navigating and then sharing lessons from it. That's just been my whole story. So it's not, it's very like me to share all the things. Like I, I just share. So um, when I was in fitness and fat loss, I, I quickly became a top fitness expert. It was really crazy to me because I didn't even start fitness until my mid late thirties. And all of a sudden I'm, you know, on all these shows and things being called this top fitness expert. And I would kind of like giggle at it. Like, how, what do you mean? I'm a top fitness expert. There's people that have so many more credentials than me, but right. because I was so relatable to people, it put me on the map quick. And because I was actually walking through it, it put me on the map quick. So start, fitness and fat loss really started feeling inauthentic to me a couple of years ago. But the reason is I built a whole brand unintentionally because I was just helping women with what I was walking through. And that was, I was depressed and overweight and broke. And now I was getting abs and becoming a fitness model. Like that was my story then. Mm -hmm. That's not who I am now. Who I was then is not who I am now. So it was starting to feel really inauthentic to me to be catering to the new moms, to be catering to how do I get a six pack? Like that just didn't, it felt disconnected to me. So I shifted that into fat loss and I was really focusing on 40 plus women, but even that was just starting to feel shallow to me. No judgment on people that crush it. I know that's like what you do. A lot of people are amazing. No, you know what? I'm, I'm so glad I'm going to just interrupt you because I know that I've gone through different phases also. Yeah. Um, even the way I started my Instagram was just like, you know, I guess like sure. uh, hot pictures, right? Yeah. Um, of this is a hot older woman. And then it's totally shifted. Yeah. And I've lost a lot of people because of that, but I didn't really care. Right. Because that's you not to be who you. I was. Yeah, you got it. You got I'm it. Like, you know, I don't want the 20 year olds looking no. at me anymore. I want to help other yeah, women. Yeah, I fully get it. So people were very mad at me when I left fitness. I mean, mm-hmm. really mad. I mean, some of my long term clients in my communities and things, they understood. I I was very real with people. I said, this is why I'm doing it. People that really went along with me on through my coaching programs, they knew I was practicing what I teach to follow my passion, to follow my authentic self. But people that had bought a couple programs were really mad. And I had to really look at the people pleasing behind that. Like, well, do I stay here at something I'm good at? Or do I take a step back to go where I'm great? And is this it's, is it about just serving other people with what they want? Or is it about serving other people in a higher way they don't even realize they need yet? Mm-hmm. And I really thought I've got to set the chapter there. I've got to step into your next chapters, you know, really. And it, I wasn't moving quick enough at it. And so that's when I feel like God steps in because then I, I ruptured a disc in my back. I tore my bicep. It was like one thing after the next. I broke my foot. Like literally in two years, mm-hmm. I had four injuries five major surgeries. Like it was almost like, okay, you're not moving fast enough. So we're going to, we're going to do this for you. (laughs) So so it was like, so all of a sudden I, you know, I get thrown into all these injuries. I'm now approaching 50 at the time and my body's changing, you know, things change. They change. I mean, yes, you can look amazing at 50, but things still, gravity still happens. It just does. Like things still happen. You start lifting up your eyes. You can't, I need reading glasses. I'm having the hot flashes. 
So my thought was, well, this doesn't feel good to be teaching how to get a six pack anymore. It's just not, it doesn't feel like me. So can I do that? Sure. I have lots of programs. You can still get those programs for me. I have books in stores. That's all. It's all the information still works. Right. That's just right. not where I am now. I'm having fun, poking fun at aging. I'm navigating it. And honestly, my big mission, Jody, is to seriously rebrand aging. I think we're super unrepresented. I agree. And I love what you're saying and had the courage again, you know, maybe it was a sign from God, whatever it was, but you had the courage to change. And I, I felt similarly to when I closed my studio. It's like, I'm done. I'm mm -hmm. done training women. Mm -hmm. I'm done. I'm done. I've done it for over 30 years. I cannot yeah. do it. This isn't who I am anymore. Yes. And um, we can have different chapters and it's okay. And I want women to know it's okay to have different chapters of your life. Right. I, I would walk into places and people would just say Jody fit all the time. And my, yeah. I had a, a billboard where I punched like that. <laughs> and people, I would walk into restaurants and to any place and people would go Jody fit. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not her anymore. Yeah. And it's kind of sad, right? Did you feel that way to sort well, of Well, it was, goodbye? I had to get past the whole, like, I mean, I still deal with it till this day. I have a brand new, you know, I've had Natalie Jill fitness for years. I mean, right. my emails, everything comes from that. And I have a new website, Midlife Conversations. And like, I ran into the problem of we can't send emails from a new domain when you have, like, there's all these like little things, right. like it, everything always pops up of like why yes. I have to stay Natalie Jill fitness. <laughs> like, right. my, or so it's, it keeps coming back at me. So you know, it's just, it's part of my story. So I just speak into it versus getting mad about it. It's, it is what it is. I mean, my YouTube channel is Natalie Jill fitness. It will be forever. My social media handles are Natalie Jill fit. Um, that's fine. It's still part of my journey. It's just not, there's more to me and there's more to what I offer than that. And, you know, when you talk about Natalie Jill fitness, it's when I started my business and I, I was talking to my younger sister and I asked her, I said, I don't know what to call myself. And she said, Jody fit. And I told her I was interviewing you today and she's like, oh, that's so cute. And I'm like, yeah, there are a lot of us out there, but you know, um, when you were talking about the people pleasing part, and I do want to touch upon that because yeah. I think not to clump us together, but I am for right now, mm -hmm. people like us who like to help other people mm -hmm. don't want to let other people down. Yeah. So how did you navigate that? Yeah, I, I've gotten past it um, because I just tell the truth. Again, I always tell the truth. And I and I do this all the time. Like I have to have this conversation with myself daily with like, if someone's disappointed with me, as long as you're speaking about why it's true to you, mm. if people have an issue with that, that's that's a them problem. It's a them problem. Right. So, and I don't mean break commitments, break promises. I don't do that. If I say I'm a yes to something, I'm a yes to it. But you know, I've I've turned down a lot. I've turned down a lot of opportunities, a lot of interviews in the last year, a lot, um, because it doesn't align with where I'm headed. It doesn't align with what I'm speaking into anymore, um, and that it does let people down. It also lets my family down in some ways because it's financial things. I mean, when I shut down my fat loss and fitness, that's a huge financial disruption. Um, but I believe that when you focus on your true self, your true calling, you will exponentially increase and grow and help more. It it doesn't come out right anymore. Yeah. Right. And and the bottom line is I still can't, the thing is it's, it's, a, if somebody's navigating this right now, it's not that you can't like people can still buy my books. Like I said, sure. I still do brand deals around fitness. There's still stuff there. It's just not where I put my majority mm -hmm. energy anymore. So it's not that I'm pulling everything off the shelves and saying, you know, too of bad, course. you can't do That's it. Still it's just not where you. my focus is. Yeah. Right. So your focus now is to change the conversation about getting older because so many of us are 
Yes. Staying older longer. So yes. 50 used to feel ancient. I'm 62. I thought I would be dead in the ground by now. <laughs> not, not really. I don't think I'm ever mm-hmm. going to die. Mm-hmm. But um, last week when I had salmonella food poisoning, oh, I thought I was going to die. But um, yeah, I was like, okay, I think I could get through this whole show today. <laughs> um, but it's it's beautiful how people are embracing their ages mm-hmm. and taking um, charge of how they do want to age. And I think yes. a lot of that has to do with the conversations that are getting more and more out there, you know, let's mm-hmm. just say with Martha Stewart on the cover of Sports Illustrated for whatever that's worth. But, you know, just talking about that getting older doesn't mean that we're not relevant that we're not vital. No, we're not. We have nothing to contribute anymore. So if you were to Google, um, it's a fun exercise when you're not driving or when you're not listening to this. If you go Google, you know, 50 plus, 60 plus year old woman, what what shows up? You're going to see pictures of what looks like your grandparents. And you're right. like, that that doesn't feel representing to me. That doesn't feel like me. It doesn't feel like my friends. It doesn't feel aspirational. I feel like we've rebranded and redefined that. So so a couple of things I want, especially women to live, to hear me say is one, you are absolutely not too old and not too late. Just because society, media, one generation, your friends, whoever told you that aging has to be a specific way doesn't mean it has to be. And there is so much more now where we do start dying and we do start getting depressed and we do start lacking and feeling doomsday is when we start getting validation that we're irrelevant and we're washed up. So what's important? A couple of things. Number one, community. You've got to have a community of people, of other women like you. Now, if you don't have that in your world, if you're not, if you don't have those friends right now, you listen to podcasts like this, you find them on social media, you join communities. One of the big things I'm doing my whole, what I've been focused on for the last year is my rollout of a, your next chapter community, which is just for the approaching an over 50 woman, but you find communities uh, that actually do get you and where you feel seen, heard and understood. And then the biggest thing, the reason we lose touch and we start feeling irrelevant is when we lose passion and purpose. So it's so critical to have goals, to have up levels, like decide you what's next for yourself. Like really like go for things. Are you ready to write a book? Are you ready to start a business? Are you ready to get into a relationship? Like whatever it is, but it that's where we can really start leveling up. When you stop focusing on a next step for yourself, a next chapter, that's when you start really silently dying. You do. You get sad because you don't know what's next. And for so many of us, we want to know what's the next step. What's the next step? You know, when we have a child, we know, okay, the next step is going to be raising that child. When we get married, that type of thing, when we open up a business, but then, and I will be honest with you and tell you that since I closed my business and in the last year, since September, I have been trying to figure out what do I do next? I have all of these ideas because Am I too tired? Do I want to do this? It's okay if you're tired, Jody. You've been <laughs> hustling for a long time. Um, and it's sort of given myself this grace in the past almost a year to just figure things out. Yeah. But I totally agree with you. It could be the smallest of goals, but something's got to keep us yes. going. And even if it is, and not just a community, but to find that community where other women are trying to figure their stuff out too for the future. Yes. Because we, as you said at the very beginning, so many of us are going through the same things. We just don't so know. So many who of those, us. We just don't yeah, know and, who they are and, yet. 
it's, and to not make it all about now, granted, like obviously you and I care about appearance. I mean, no, no question. Like we both, we, we, we look, we look, we look like sisters. We got the same hair. We got the same, we got all the things. Well, thank you. I, I, I'm thank not, you. I'm not going away from like the caring about appearance thing. However, right. it's not all about appearance. Like we're going to get older. Things are going to change. So how do we navigate that? Because it's scary. And I, like, honestly, I cringe sometimes when I see pictures of people on there, like, and I've done it too, Jody. but it's like, this is 50, this is 60. And we're like, right. But you still, we just, they just look good for 50 or 60. No one thinks they're 20. So it's, we've got to take the focus off of like, I have to look 20 again. I have to look 30 again. And there's, there's just more to us. I don't think any of us, and I'm going to use the age really over 50 are trying to look like we're 25. I don't think any of us want to look like our younger daughters. It's not about that. It's really, and this is what I used to tell my clients is, I'm going to make you the best version of you mm-hmm. that you want to be. That's great. I will take you as far as you want to go. I will help you with everything. But they come to me thinking they're doing one thing, but it's really about, right. about firing them up again and finding that yeah. passion and that purpose in there, leaving a job, leaving a marriage, getting getting married, whatever it is. But it's so much more. And in that midlife time is a great time to figure out who you want to be next. And isn't yeah, you can reinvent. You can reinvent. Yeah. You can decide. So deciding fully comes first. And I used to teach that in fat loss too. Like you can't, people come to me and say, I just want to lose weight. And right. I say, well, what's your decision? And they just say, I don't want to be fat. I'm like, well, that's not a decision. A decision is like, I, this is my decision. So we could do that same thing with this next chapter of our life. Like, what is your decision? What do you want to create? Like I, you know, sometimes I ask people, how long do you want to live? And like, people don't even think about that. They're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, what if you did know? How long would you want to live? And then they'll go off with some average or the, what their parents did or something. And I'm right. like, well, if, okay, if you're not actually deciding and thinking this through, like I know right now at 50, 51, that if I'm going to live to 100 and be healthy at 100, like have my wits about me, be strong, I'm what do I got to do right now like to make sure I'm set up for that? Because I can tell you not working out and not eating well is not going to set me up for that. So it's really truly deciding what is it that you actually want? Like for me, I don't want to be in pain. So what does that mean? Well, it means I better move my body every day, better eat well, I better take care of things. What do you actually want? Right. No, I think that's a really, really great question. I don't think too many people will sit with themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk about next is the mindset. So let's talk about mindset. Yeah and menopause slash midlife, because Mm -hmm. you are more than likely going to go through menopause in your 50s. If you haven't started in your late 40s already, you might be one of those lucky ones who are like 55, 56 and don't go through it yet. I know if you are still getting your period and you're 55 and you're thinking, Mm -hmm. oh shit, when will this ever stop? Trust me, it's the fountain of youth. You don't want it to stop yet, (laughs) but it should stop soon um, because having your period too long isn't that great either. So what type of help do you give women- yeah. So let's start with this. There, there's three words I'm going to give you. And I, these are like these three words, write them wherever you need to write them. But honestly, they are the backbone of everything that I teach everything. If I were to rewind anyone successful at anything, honestly, Jody, they've done these three things. I am a hundred percent positive that you did these three things with your podcast, with your business, you, you just, with your life, with your appearance, with everything. Um, okay. So number one is decision. You have to start with decisions. Most people jump into action without thinking through what am I actually deciding? And that's pointless. You have to, you get to make a decision 
in all different areas of your life of what it is that you want. Just decide it, like literally decide it and declare it. Like I'm deciding that I'm going to release these 50 pounds this year. I'm deciding that I'm going to get my retirement order. I'm deciding that I'm going to fix my marriage. I'm deciding that I, whatever, I'm going to start a business. What is it that you're actually deciding? That's number one, but every single thing is possible, but you have to decide first. That's number one. Don't don't do any actions until you do, by the way, because you're wasting time. You you can't. No, you can't. It's like, like when you go to the, even when you go to the gym, like, you, you know how it goes. Sometimes you just walk in and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing today. Or sometimes you're like, I've decided I'm doing this. And you, it's like, it's a whole different experience, right? Yeah. When or you know what you, you decide, sit in the car for an hour and go, oh, I do that all the time. I yeah. I don't feel like I didn't decide. Out, right? Yeah. Cause <laughs> right. I didn't decide. Right. <laughs> so, so I've done that too. So you decide and, but, and then when that happens, by the way, I'll, I'll say things like, okay, I'm deciding to go in for 15 minutes. And if I don't change it in 15 minutes, I'm out. Like, so that's another, so that's still a decision. And that's a promise to yourself yes. also which helps build confidence. Yes. Number two, and it sounds like a hokey word, but I'll say it a million times, it's vision. Okay, so if you were to get in a car and just start driving, like where the heck do you end up? Like, well, who knows? I mean, how (laughs) how's the traffic? How fast does your car go? Do you have gas? But if you, that's not what we do. We usually get in the car and know where we're headed and we end up there. So vision is knowing your actual destination and working from that. So not working to it, working from that. Like if you know you want this, you know, you want to be in your best shape, your best, whatever it is, you know, get laser clear on that vision, like spend more time visualizing. What does that actually mean? Do most people would be surprised to know. I listen to or read about five books a week continually. Like wow. I'm always, I always have audibles. I, I'm, I, I am an avid learner. I am constantly. And what am I listening to things that help me get to my next level of vision? I'm super clear on where I'm headed, what I'm creating, what I'm growing, what I'm after, which is a different vision than I had 10 years ago, by the way. So what I'm listening to and reading is stuff that's going to help me get there. Absolutely. Clients that I take on are things that I can practice those skills in. Like I, I, everything revolves around my vision. I don't take actions that don't relate to my vision. If someone asks me for an opportunity, I weigh it. Does it fit into my vision? Nope. My my husband asked me, he sees more and more books coming in. He's mm-hmm. like, how many books are you reading right now? Yeah. I'm like, I've got like five books going yeah. on right now. Either like you said, I'm Audible, I've got my my yellow highlighter, highlighting yeah. things. And I do that every morning yep. for an hour when I have my coffee because yep. that's my quiet time. And if you don't have quiet time, like I, which I don't feel like I do sometimes, I'm I'm listening to him in the shower when I'm driving, when I'm waiting, when I I mean, it's just a constant when I walk, like I, it's, it's always on. Like I Mm -hmm. will like, that's pretty much every time I'm driving, unless my daughter's in the car, I'm listening to that. Like that's, that is what I do. So, but every, every yes fits into, like you said, do you want to be on my podcast? Yes. Because your audience is in my vision of who I'm serving. So if you were 25, I would have been a no. It just, it just, that's just everything fits into vision or not. So that is your scale. That's your mindset for your vision. Your question, do I feel like getting up today? Do I feel like doing this? Well, does it fit into your vision? If your vision is actually to relax more and be less stressed out, then maybe you should sleep in <laughs> like that. But that's, you know, it's all, but that's your, your decision. That's your decision yeah. for your vision. Yeah. And then what's number three. Okay. So number three is action. Okay. Um, and, it, but here's the thing with action, action has to be after the foundation of decision and vision. So action is all those things you do. It's all those habits. It's all those pieces, all those moves you make, all those steps forward, but they have to be layered on top of decision and vision. Otherwise they don't work. When you think you don't have willpower or you're not motivated, it's because you're not clear on your decision and vision. So action are all those things that you take. Now, if you layer all those together, you can literally be an entirely different person 
in a year, an entirely different person by changing your thoughts, actions, and habits. So that all ties into decision, vision, action. You change those things and you start taking actions towards those things, you will be an entirely different person. I'm glad you pointed, touched on willpower when you talked about these three things, because so many people do blame themselves and say, I just don't have the willpower to do this, this, or this, just using fitness, for example, mm-hmm. to, you know, it's because release. it's not their decision or vision. Exactly. That's, that's why. And, and that's, that's why yeah. there's so such a high failure rate. We could be the best coaches in the world. We know we're right. great at what we do. We know we know our shit. So Jody, but I we, don't take clients until they we get clear on those two things. In no matter what or what, like when I was doing mm-hmm. that with fat loss or yeah. when I've done that with my sales clients, like I have to be clear on where are we headed? Where's the point are going? Or I'm not going to help them. Otherwise it doesn't work. It doesn't because you just go around in circles. No. You've wasted your time. They've wasted their money and it's not going anywhere. I saw somebody yesterday, um, is a doctor and he mentioned that he had read all my books. Um, he's super overweight. And I said, awesome. Are you going to do them? And he said, oh, he started with the whole reasons, you know, all the things. And he said, but the books are really good. And I said, well, they don't do any good just reading them. And he's like, no, I got to find the time. I'm like, you don't have to find the time. You have to find the decision. What's your what decision? Say, what do you say to that? Yeah, I mean, he didn't have anything to say to that, but I'm right, sure he'll right. think about it. But that's, that's what it is. I mean, it's, it's literally, you are always a decision away from change. And decisions are really hard and scary for people to make at times. Why do you think then you that? make a le- you make a lesser one? If your decision feels hard and scary, then maybe you make a smaller one. Like your decision, if you're if it's scary to lose a hundred pounds, start with ten. Right. <laughs> you know, right. or start with five. Right. Just start right. with something. There's nothing to be afraid of, and everybody yeah. thinks you're scared so to start people- a business. Start with I'm going to make an extra hundred dollars. Like I, you know, just right. start with something. Right, and a lot of people think it's just action, but where's that action going to go? I'm a very long thinker. I think things out. I don't take any action until I've got all my ducks in a row. Sometimes that could be a little bit of a a stall for me, and I know other people, so I'm aware of it, and I would help my clients do that, not stall in their place yeah. and just get into paralysis analysis, which yeah. you know happens often with sure. lots of decisions to be made. Because you know why? I think it's because you're not clear as to what it is that you want to do. Yes. And that's why. So it, it really is, shouldn't be that hard. I, what I would do with somebody that's really stuck is we'll start with what do you not want? Right. And then we pick what's the one thing if we start here that it would move forward everything else. So like typically in midlife, it is going to be something with confidence or appearance or body or health, like something around that. We Because st- I my experience is women, we get confident around that. And now we want to start a whole business or we want to start, you know, it's like, that's the next thing. So you start with the area of your life that will make the move the biggest needle. Some people it's financial. Some people it's their relationship. You know, if you're in a bad relationship, that is going to, until you address that, we can't address other things. Right. Right. If you have a horrible job and it's killing you and creating stress, like we can't do anything until we address that. So it's what's the one thing you have to address and change first? What's the decision around that? And that moves everything else forward. And it's so true because people don't want to address that big, big elephant in the room. They think everything else is around it, but it's actually that biggest thing that you don't want to confront that is the thing that needs to start changing in your life, like walking away from a relationship. Yes. Yep. Like, Walking away from people. Yeah. Who don't oh, yeah. Serve and I've done that many times. Lots nice. of people. Right. And I think that's probably a big thing that you talk about um, in going through midlife mm-hmm. is 
you are no longer that person you were in your 30s and 40s to that friend of yours. It's okay to walk away. So tell me some of the things that you help women with or you discuss on the podcast that... Yeah. So I am no longer the expert. I mean, I would say, yes, I'm an expert with goal achievement. Like that is my, the reason I was so good at fat loss and nutrition and, and helping people with goals. And honestly with sales is because I'm really flipping good at goal achievement, goal Mm -hmm. achievement. If I know the destination, I help people get there. That's, that's just what I do, but I'm not the expert on all the midlife topics, but I'm a good facilitator of it. So my summit, my podcast, my community. It's, I feature experts, the best of the best on hormones, on gut health, on all the things that we need to learn. And because I'm navigating and walking through it too, I'm able to pull and curate great information out of them. I use that, the resource that I have a platform that I have the reach that I have the experience to be able to get some of these amazing experts in to communicate and help us. So really what I do is I connect a lot of the information that we need in midlife. My whole goal is to help you rebrand it, honestly, to see that there's a bigger possibility for yourself. If you're feeling like this sucks right now and I'm depressed and I have to be quiet about it, you don't. There is help. And it's not the kind of help of like your doctor just telling you to accept it. It's not that. There's another lens to look through. There's another way to go about this that you can actually, there's a lot of, do you know, there's 52 million, 52 million Jody women over the age between the ages of 40 and 62 in the U S I did not know that 52 million of us. That's That's a a big number. And we are super unrepresented. We really are. I know. I know. I have been trying to talk about this for Mm-hmm. with my videos on Instagram yeah. and TikTok, letting people know that again, that we are very, um, very much rele- relevant. Yes. And, and instead of dismissing people like Jody or me or someone that might trigger you when you see it on social and go, oh, well, they look good or they are doing right. it. Instead of doing that, ask for help. That's the thing. Like that's like learn from these people. You know, I, when I would, when I was a trainer and you probably had experiences like this too, Jody, I remember very clearly one day I was training this woman and, um, she, when I asked her what she wanted for herself, cause I got a very clear on her decision and her vision. She's described this body that she wanted. I want to be a size four. I want to have the curvy waist. I'm that she went like that. I want to look like she described what she wanted to look like. I want to be able to wear cute workout outfits. I want people's heads to turn when I walk in, she had the vision down. Well, we're training and this woman walks in that fits the whole description. Okay. She's gorgeous. She walks in the cute outfit, the little butt, the whole thing. And my client looks at her, rolls her eyes and goes, oh, well, that probably costs a lot. Completely dismissed her. Right. And I said, interesting. This was the vision you wanted. Did you see how you just dismissed it and cut it off? Like your, your vision's never going to happen when you shut it down like that. Right. And it was a huge aha moment for her. And she saw that I said, instead of that, you should be asking, what is she doing? I love that. I absolutely love that. And there needs to be more of that than just trying to cut us down or tell grandma to get off TikTok, um, which I get often grandma, get off TikTok. (laughs) So it's just like, okay, all right, go live. So ignore those. And and there's people, but for, for you, for those of you dishing that out, I want you to look at like why you're dishing that out because if you want to level up your life, that's not the way to do it. I'm just saying, like, that's not going to get you anywhere. That might make you feel a little better about yourself in the moment, knocking someone else down. I promise you it's not affecting the person you're knocking down because we don't care. We no, don't. Because we're actually here to help them. Yeah. We, we want to help them. So what do you find is the biggest issue that you're dealing with and maybe other women are dealing with mm. at 51? 
So the biggest issue I'm dealing with is just things change. Honestly, how rapidly things start changing. Like Mm -hmm. it, I did not understand this at 49. I'm telling you, like it was quick, like 49 to 51, a whole different story. Like just things start, like your voice starts changing. You're like, just things change. And it's like a new thing every day. I'm like, oh, well, that's a new thing I didn't think about. (laughs) And I start like yesterday, I'm checking in to get blood work done and they send you the QR code to my text. And it says, scan this QR code when you're here. And I'm thinking, looking at my phone for like 10 minutes, like, how do you scan a QR code that's on your phone already? Like I couldn't, I literally for the life of me couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, is this a like a me thing? Or is this an old person? Like, what is this? So just these little things that just pop up. Like, like I think of running, I used to think this is amazing. I get a runner's high. Now I think of pain. <laughs> like it doesn't, right. it's just different. Or I think of you, we want to go to dinner and you say eight o'clock and I'm like, what? Like, can we meet at five? <laughs> I'm in bed by eight. Right. So just right. these little changes and kind of laughing at myself with it because those things are real. And, and just these realizations that I used to make fun of that, like with my mom and here, mm. that's me now. So little of that. And then the appearance thing really does mess with, I can't say it messes with everybody, but if you are somebody that did get ahead because of looks, I'm just being real here. Like a lot of women use looks for things. I mean, I was a freaking fitness model. Yeah. That is a rude wake up call. It is because it changes. And when you're used to that, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow to learn how to walk through that. It is. I agree with you. I competed for 10 years, uh, two-time bikini model. And it's just, it does because that's when you develop, if you don't have a healthy mindset about who you are, deep, 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 deep down, it can screw with your head. It can mess up your mindset. And that's why I think mindset going through your 50s. And then even I I have had huge changes happen since I turned 60. For sure. Now, it's going to keep happening. I'm sure 70 just, will be another level. Yeah. It's like, man, we get it's surprises. just like, I was talking to my 30-year-old daughter yesterday and um, talking about menopause and so on. And she's like, mom, is it really that bad? I said, Lexi, it's just like a cruel joke that God plays <laughs> on us. It really is a cruel joke, but it doesn't have to be gloom and yeah, doom. I wouldn't even describe it as that bad. It's just <laughs> kind of amusing. It's like, oh, really? Okay. Okay, here we go. It just screws with you. It just screws with you, right? And and going back to the foundation of, I think, who we both are is fitness and health and wellness, is that if we don't have that foundation going into these challenging times, and ladies, it's not that bad, but it's if you're prepared for it, you know, mind, body, and soul, then you're going to be open to, okay, this is going to happen. I know how to eat. I know how to work out. I know how to, you know, balance myself and, and tension because all of these, our hormones are just going crazy. Do you agree? And, and, and my, and the answer is not like what I just said about like appearances changing and things like that. When people are like, Oh, just eat gracefully. Like that's not, I, I don't that. think that's realistic information there, especially if you were like, I know I can, I'll speak for myself. I spent years in my teens and twenties trying to look a certain way. Like I did all the things. I had the breast implants. I'm not saying I should have, but I did. I did all yep. the things. So there's a lot of women out there that chase beauty standards that we didn't create. That's just been what's going on in our world for as long as I can remember, right? right? So that's how a lot of us, especially us Generation X, like we grew up that way. Mm-hmm. We grew up that way. So to yank it out, we didn't have what's going on in the world right now of just like everything, all the body positivity and all that. We grew up with, you should be a stick figure with big boobs. Like yep. you look, you need to look like a Barbie period. <laughs> like that's what we grew up with. Right. Yes. yes. So we chased it. Right. And then being in the fitness industry and competing and doing all of those things, 
then you just really start getting a very messed up idea yes. of what it's like to age. And I, I, I don't like when people say to me, oh, just let the gray hair go in. I don't like yeah, no. gray hair. I don't I'll be 95 and hair. I'm going to be coloring it. Right. Yeah. Like I have to I'm color- sorry. I got to say, Jody, when people say they look so great, I don't think anyone looks better with it. So I just, I'm saying they look I older. Mean, I, Some people I look think- beautiful with it, but they do look older. You look absolutely, older. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I don't, I don't personally choose it. I love it for you. Anyone else that chooses it, you can be amazing with it. Get on with yourself. No, I just not, don't choose it for me. No, it's not good for me. There's just not no. a good, it's not, no. not a good I'm look in this for line, me. I'm going to be coloring it every three weeks. I don't yeah, care. I'll be in too. the, the Are home. you coloring it every three weeks? Yes. Yeah, I otherwise look like a skunk. Yeah. I had to do it before we got on today. Yeah, I have the root like, spray in between. It is not happening. Yeah. I will, I will not be great. My mom is 76 and still coloring. So I'm just, yeah, that'll be me too. My mom, when she passed away, her hair was, she was still getting her hair colored. Yeah. So it's, colored. and that's the whole thing, Natalie, is that p- women need to understand and accept the fact that they can age the way they want. Yes. And they shouldn't listen to what society is saying, which is what you've said. Oh, just grow old, you know, gracefully. Just let the gray hair, let the saggy skin come in, let your, your boobs hang down to their knees. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not for me. Yeah, if but, that's for them though, yeah. But if it, if it. that's the way you want to grow older, that's cool. But don't yeah. don't put it on me and don't go out there saying that people who don't age like that are less than. And I yeah. think that's really what the conversation needs to be is to just as if we're talking about body positivity, we need to talk about age positivity yeah. and, and aging the way we want to age. There's no right or wrong way, but if you do want to age without pain, then you do need to exercise and eat healthy. For sure. You absolutely I, do. That, that needs to be the foundation of everything. You can't get away from it, right? No, I mean, you cannot get away from it. And I've added like things, just to, even knowing your gut health, knowing your toxins, like just another another layer of things to know what you're, I mean, I'm certainly not perfect at it. Look, I, like I said, I have breast implants. I've had them since I was 19. I'm not like, I'm not, but I'm I gonna use, too. I'll use non-toxic cleaner. You don't have to be perfect. You just do the things that you can do and you work on being the best you possible and you live your life, like you would say, fearlessly authentic, and you step into your next chapter and you do you, and you just, you find others that lift you up and support you being you. If people do not, and they try to tear you down, they're not your people. Has that happened to you? Well, they get out of my life when they are. I've mm-hmm. had many people in my life that, that they're not part of my life anymore though. Cause right. I'm, I, when I see that I'm, I have the most amazing group of friends and mentors and people like I have such great friends, but I've built that. I've curated that over the years. I really, I collect people, honestly, like I collect people because if someone's in my, they don't earn a space in my life just because they've been there for years. Like if that's somebody, I remember when I was even at 35 getting into fitness and I had people tell me that they were mortified by me. Like that felt old. Like I, they're not my friends anymore. Right. I'm about, I want women that lift up support, empower, encourage, because I do the same for them. Mm-hmm. There's and no the group, space for and, opposite. Yeah. And the group gets smaller. And I'm sure that your daughter, our daughters are always watching us, mm-hmm. whether they're, you know, in their teens or like mine yep. in their thirties, they're always watching us. And it's really important for me, um, as I'm sure it is for you to be that role model and not to include toxic people into your life because That's it doesn't right. help with anything. So no. I'm curious when it's time for you to pivot like you did and make the decision, have the vision, take the action. 
Are you quick to make the decision? What type of process do you go through or do you help other people go through? Typically, I make decisions every day very quickly, um, but big pivots usually take me, take some time. Like I knew two years ago that I was done with fitness and it took me two years to get clear on what was next for me. So what I knew was I need to, I knew I was headed someplace else. I knew I needed space in my vision. I knew I needed to create space for creativity. What I started doing, and when I suggest anyone in that space, is you start feeling like what lights you up, where do you have flow, and what's dragging you down, and you start doing more of what lights you up and less of what doesn't. Uh, one of the things that I did last year in January, which was huge for me, is I did something called an expansion challenge, where I challenged myself every single day for 30 days to do something I'd never done before, every day. And it was a really powerful 30 days for me because... I spent time like literally going like whale watching on a tour bus, like on a tour boat. I love it. Like I just did like any things that were out of my norm. I forgot about the to-do list. I just did things. And it just gave me some space to really create and think. And it came to me. I mean, then once I decided like, oh, this is my aim. This is what I'm doing. Then I move fast once I'm clear on what that, but there's nothing wrong with taking some space or time to really think. But while you're doing that, start getting clear on at least what lights you up and what doesn't and spend more time on what lights you up. I have, I have like a rule that I follow. And I remember when I was building my studio that I was getting overwhelmed with all the decisions I had to make just aesthetics and things like that. And I remember the decorator saying to me, Jody, you really have a hard time making decisions. I'm like, no, I actually do not have a hard time making decisions. You're just not giving me what I want to see. Yeah, that's good. I like that. And then once she gave me, once she got deeper and we communicated better, I was like, that's what I want. I know what I want. I know exactly what I want. When you see it, when you have the choices. When I see it, but- Yes, you have to clean the slate. Um, So just the other day, I took my hair like five shades darker and I knew I didn't want it light anymore. And when my, the girl that does my hair, she said, I'm going to clean the slate before we figure out how we're low lighting. She like toned it all to one color before we started over. Thank you. But she said, I'm going to, she actually used those words. I'm going to clear the slate. And I thought, oh, that's what I do in life. Sometimes when you're not sure, you clear the slate. You take off things that you know are at least not working. Just get rid of all the stuff you know is not working. Just like right. declutter, like get and clear the slate so you have space to think. So true. I think, and I think that's when you need to give yourself grace to give yourself that time to do it. And I think so yes. many people are, if they're like a type A personality, which I think you and I are like, we were like, no, we got to do it fast. We got to do it fast. Sometimes you have to take a step back to take that step forward. For sure. And that's not always easy, especially when you are clear on your vision and you know it's time to take action. Yes. But sometimes For sure. it's it's what you need to do in order to make the right decision. So do you make vision boards for yourself? I do make vision boards, but I call them decision boards. Okay. So okay. if I put something on there, it's a decision board. Um, but I pretty much live in a state of vision. Like I don't have anything around me at any time that is not like feel does not feel good to me. Like I hate clutter. I like things that pull me into what I want. Um, I only listen to audibles or books that light me up. I only will talk to like, I literally, I control my, a lot of my environment, like what comes in. There's things, so many things we can't control, obviously, but right. I really spend time curating like what actually helps me stay in a place of getting towards my vision. And I ask myself those questions all the time. Does this move me for towards it or away from it? And I forget, do you ever get tired? Like physically tired or tired? It's like, hey, I want to just sort of take a break. 
Well, I think I did for like those two years for sure. Okay. I, I mean, I fully, I shut down my fat loss program without any plan B. Mm. I mean, and that was not an easy thing. That was a huge part of my income. A lot of people counting on me. And I just, I just knew it wasn't serving anymore. I wasn't worried because I thought, well, I've got other skills. I can take on clients. Mm. I could do, I could do things that I need to do while I'm doing it. Um, But no, I don't, I don't think I get tired. I get tired of when I'm tired. It's because I'm burnt out on that thing. Right. Right. Like I was tired of fat loss and fitness. We talked about my whole sense. team wanted me to create a membership for that for years. I just, I didn't feel it. I was like, I don't. Yeah. And here I have a whole membership for, for your next chapters. So it's not, it just depends on where my energy is and what I'm excited about. Tell me what you do for your workouts. Gosh, and- my workouts are not nearly as crazy as people think they are. So other than May gray and June gloom in San Diego, I walk every day. Um, I walk every day. I just think that it's important to move our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, my workouts are pretty much body weight, honestly. Like I do some weights, but I'm not, I'm not a huge lift heavy, but I do a lot of um short workouts with intense body weight. So like a pull-up for me, uh, planks, uh, dips, like things like that that progress your body and create intensity. Those are me. Um, so I'm active. I'm not, I do not beat myself up like I used to. I used to sprint all the time and do crazy things at the track. I don't do any of that. That'll hurt. Yeah. So I don't do that, but I do keep moving. I'm a huge fan of body weight stuff. Yeah. I, isn't it funny how when we move into certain times of our life, we just, we do, we have to give yeah. ourselves grace and we say, I don't need to work out no. at this intensity. I need to, there are other things that I I'm don't doing need an eight take. pack like I used to have. And right. I know, and it used to take a lot to have that. So I don't want it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's important for women to understand that they don't have to be so hard on themselves. That's what I for see sure. a lot of women, especially in their fifties, as they're gaining weight and going through menopause, being so hard on themselves. And I hope between the two of us, maybe we can change that conversation. Yes. I really, really do. Um, I can't believe we're almost out of time. I knew this was going to go by so fast, but I wanted to ask you what it means for you to live a fearlessly authentic life. It means to go for it and not worry. I mean, like we're we're here. I don't know what you believe listening about after this life. I don't know if you believe this is it or if there's something more. I personally have faith and believe that there's something more. And this is just a this is just an opportunity here on earth, but I'm going to maximize it. Like I'm going to maximize the time that I have here and go for it. I don't want regrets. I don't want to I don't think I'm going to be on my deathbed going like, I don't want to have regrets there. So I just go for things and I have no plans on stopping. I want to explore. I want to travel. I want to try new things. I, as I step into midlife conversations right now and really focusing there, I'm sure in a decade, it'll be something else. Maybe at 90, it'll be, how do you choose your best, you know, best like end of life place? I don't know. Like, <laughs> right. it might, but it'll it's be exciting. Else. It's exciting. Yes. Right. It's always right. going to be something for me. Well, you are such an inspiration. You really are. And I love what you're doing. And I'm so glad that we have gotten to know each other. So where can everybody listen to you, get in touch with you, give us all the good stuff? So my podcast is Midlife Conversations. um, So that's a great place to listen in. And if you go to midlifeconversations.com forward slash insider, you can get on my email list, which will that's where I announce all new things coming from that. And then as far as everything else that I do, Natalie Jill Fit on social media. And then my original fat loss fitness website is nataliejill.com. Well, Natalie, thank you so, so much. Everybody, um, everybody who's listening, please go check out Natalie's podcast and remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We have a five-star rating. And um, until next week, go live your most fearlessly authentic life. Natalie, thank thanks you. again. 
Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.